On today's episode, Chaim Simcha and I are joined by Ron Navon. Besides for being energetic and fun and giving us a really wonderful experience, Ron is the Chief of Design Director of Marketing at ThinkUp. ThinkUp is on a mission to create a startup that will help startups and entrepreneurs in their journey. We get to sit down and talk to Ron about communication through design and how he uses design to directly interact with users of ThinkUp and how to play the long game when it comes to communicating with them. His answers are so thoughtful and intentional and the way he approaches design and communication, conversation, and really life is really exceptional. I hope you enjoy Ron Navon. Welcome to the Art of Conversation. I'm Aaron Wogelinter. And I'm Chaim Simcha. Nowadays, we are constantly communicating and in conversation with everyone around us. We are two extroverts and conversation lovers exploring the depths of human connection, communication, and the soft skills needed on a daily basis. This is the Meta Conversation, a conversation about conversations. So tune in and join the conversation. So, I'm antisocial, by the way. So, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, in a very social setting. Yeah, actually, we'll talk about it <laughs> here in the most beautiful, wonderful studio in the heart of Tel Aviv, which you can hear, smell, taste, and see. <laughs> and I can. My back is to it, but one who wants to can. And when you watch the video, you'll be able to experience this with us. So it's a higher level of experience already. The view Everything. of traffic. Yeah. What did, what what sense have we not brought into this? I think everything's there. Uh, maybe the scent. Good. Maybe everyone smells good. It's just, yeah, but it's kind of normal. It's it's not a unique, so it doesn't catch your sense right away. But this is where we go into stores and we do all of a sudden our hotels and we do smell something different, really nice. It's part of the experience over there. It engages us. Yeah. So, so we didn't work on that dimension yet here. Yeah, it's more smell. of the smoke coming out from May, outside. Yeah. We know that you are the, you're a multimedia designer. You're the head of marketing here at, at ThinkUp. You've been involved in design, which we'll talk about. But we want to hear and want to explore through the lens of communication and how has this helped you communicate either your own message, your company's message, but through design, through the, not necessarily through the spoken word of communication, but yeah. you're communicating through something else and maybe some experiences that you've had through that. That's, a, that's an interesting question. You know, a lot of people say design. At the end of the day, um, most of graphic designers, doesn't matter if they go into, I don't know, application products design or it's just posters design, advertising design. It's mostly yeah, um, what they have all in common. It's, it's a visual communication, okay? So, and let's just describe visual communication. Unlike art, you know, we'll bring 100 people uh, looking it up. A piece of art and there's just one uh, person out of this uh, hundred people that understands art and it will say this is art and all of a sudden or right away it's art because he understands art and 99 people do not understand art but it's art with design and visual communication it's the opposite around okay it's we can let just one person don't understand what we're doing and we need 99 people to understand our visual communication okay it's unlike art where 99 people will go 
you know, near this piece and would not understand, but it's still art, design, it, it's, it's not working if 99 people did not understand it, okay? When do you know? When do you know when they've understood it? When do you get that feedback? It really, it really depends, you know, if it's print, so you actually need to stand in the street and ask people if they understand. If it's a commercial, so you need to see increase in sales, okay? Um, if it's a digital product or application or software or whatever it is, so you have, you know, matrix, you have KPIs, you see that conversion rates are growing high, you see that stats are getting better, so you understand that the message out there was understood and it is converting. At the end of the day, we all want to see conversion in a certain way. So when uh, a visual communication goes well, we see uh, higher conversion rates at the end of the day. And, this, and we're, we're looking out of 100 viewers that 99 will understand, 50% out of this 99 will call, and 20%... I don't know, 20% out of it will buy, purchase, click, convert, whatever. So I have two questions on that, which is <laughs> super interesting because that you just encompassed probably like six months of a marketing course in 30 <laughs> seconds, which is amazing. If somebody actually go back and listen to what Ron just said, because it's amazing. First question is, do you find that you are telling people you're giving over this message on a lower level so that more people will understand. And how quickly do people have to get it? Got it. That's, that's, that's a tough question. All right. I'll start with a target audience. Even when we create a visual communication, it needs to live in a certain target audience. So it doesn't have to be the most common unless we're talking about commodity or, you know, things that are obvious. We need to uh, buy food in a supermarket. We need, uh, I don't know, to choose um, a certain commodity that we need in our day-to-day -day life. This is where the most common or common ground, okay, is very important. But when we're talking about, let's say, B2B or an industry-oriented company, so it has a target audience. And over there, you can start talking the language of that target audience and with the vocabulary that is available in this industry. And it is well-known in this industry. So there's common grounds within common grounds and common grounds of, of, of communication languages, okay? So... To your question, it's not about having this message that everybody understands, that everybody in my target audience understands, okay? So that's first. And your second question to that was? How quickly do they have to get that message, that, vis that visual message? Because sometimes there's that visual that just hits you and it's like, boom, yeah. that was genius. Yeah. And sometimes you look at it and you're like, Got and it. sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. I understand. So that's a good question as well. We are, you know, in this uh, very high speed and pace world. Everything needs to be productive so, and, you know, fairly fast. So, yeah, we need to score real quick, real quick. But having said that, 
we we might have a build up strategy so i can just have you know taking into a very basic examples okay so i know that i'm going to say this thing that you need to catch real quick but instead of saying it today um with this kind of font and this kind of color i'm going to just put one letter with this color of background teaser today and you look at it and you say okay blue and the letter t what was he aiming to say so i was not aiming to say anything just have some space in your brain to catch a new color and a new letter that in the next time when i show you the name think up okay on the same background color i'll have your attention a lot better and prepared than last time or if i was aiming to catch your conscience right away right now within this you know very fast going world and hopefully catch your attention so i can create a build up that will help me catch your attention or i can just you know shoot uh shoot out there all out of tech and really try to catch your attention but these are just new, different tactics but at the end of the day we need to real quick catch the attention that's super interesting and i think that anybody who's listening right now should understand if you can get people to stop and look at what you're giving out the content and on linkedin everybody's talking about stopping the scroll how do you stop the scroll and i think if you guys are doing a great job of it if you think about the colors and the fonts i'm very not good at that yeah. i'm very good at just like in your face <laughs> message this is what i'm thinking today yeah. this is my video a video gets terrible reach on linkedin for some reason linkedin fix that short form video is where it's at um but it's all about like you said getting drawing in those people and i think that pr people would agree with you that a slow take a little bit of space in someone's brain get them open let them lower their guard yeah. and then be open to receptive to yeah. getting more of your message i think that that would be i think that if people get to a place where they're more open then i think the world is a better place and then if you're coming from a marketing spo- point then you sell a lot more product uh, totally i think it's the um, i think it's uh, something that you can compare between uh, hunting and farming okay so we can you know bring a lot of money create a big campaign with a strong message and try to hunt everybody or we can just put the, you know the the collar and the letter maybe the collar first and then a collar with a letter and then another thing and then we're actually we're more about farming with implanting seeds okay that will grow one day when we put the entire message on and it doesn't need to be disruptive and strong and very edgy so we can you know shake your world for a second and stop you scrolling in the feed but it's something that oh someday you'll scroll and say oh i know this color i know this font and trust this i i my i i don't even say to myself that i trust it i'm trusting it nice okay interesting it is not about me telling myself 
okay, I trust it. I am trusting it. My subconscious, okay, has this equation that says, we know this, okay? We've been here. It's not like a deja vu, but it's a certain deja vu, okay? We've been here. Smart. Okay? It's like um, they say that in sales, you have to get seven touches yeah. before somebody's going to buy. Mm -hmm. So here, before you even launch a marketing campaign, you give them those light touches, which brings them in to your world before you even show them what you want to show them. Exactly. Which that is literally like the basis point. We've, we've talked about this, Aaron, about these connecting those dots to build relationships. Mm -hmm. How does the... How does how do those building blocks of relationships factor into the thought process behind what you're creating? I think it's all we just say said. I mean, together, I'm more about building up a relationship and building up trust. At the end of the day, um, I think uh, I think I take it more as. Uh, when uh, a man wants a woman okay so he starts you know starts being there around uh, at a certain stage he gets uh he wants it more so he starts teasing in a certain way and just when it is all in the right place he makes a move and it's not like are you crazy why are you hitting on me you <laughs> you know, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, it's not in the middle of the street in the middle of the night or knocking on, uh, I don't know, the glass of, uh, of our car window. It makes sense. It's not out of this world. It is not like, uh, I don't know, you look, it, it, this guy does not look like an alien. He's familiar. I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah, if I'm smart enough, I saw the teasing process. I understand. And now it has an infrastructure for a move. No, the move is not, still, it's not about hunting. It's about really maybe at a certain uh, point just planting a seed, okay, the real seed, okay, of uh, maybe something will come out of this. So this is kind of my agenda. I'm not sure if it really answered um, your question. So, but, yeah, we were like long time, request early access, sign to the waiting list, understand our messages and if there's no product yet hi there's no product yet but look at our website we have a message we have a mission and a vision are you connect are you are you feeling you're connected to this mission and vision yes so please sign up for updates request early access become one of our waiting list so you this know? is all this is all intentional when it comes to think up and the growth yeah sure amazing sure we wanted to create a big waiting list before we actually launch or even soft launch our product. We did have uh, a POC product, which is a very, very lean and basic product to check, to create a reality check, you know, with, between us and, and our prospects and understand that we can create value that they're, they're looking for. But it was very lean and basic. We knew that at the end of the day, it is going to the cemetery of POCs. Okay, This will not be our product. But this is where we go verify. This is where we validate. This is where we understand what we're doing right and what is missing, okay, or what we're doing wrong, or do not 
uh, understand all the way. So when it was done, still we were like in a in an area where we have more than thousand people in a where in a waiting list. Um, want to be part of ThinkUp? Want to want to want to check out our our product when it is launched? Okay, and there's still time before it's launched, and we'll have more people in this waiting list. And this, you know, this drives us even more. So it's not about hunting and having a thousand people in the waiting list. And this is why uh, we're very good. This is, excites us more. This is, drives us more. This is like, yes, this, people are waiting for us. There's something about our mission and vision that people are, are very connected to and want to be part of. I read your posts um, a lot of times on LinkedIn so that maybe I can find out a little more. Maybe I, there's like a, a very curious part of me that, that reads them. I want to know more. I want to want to get more of a glimpse into what's happening there. What are they doing? What are they providing? It's fascinating. That's that's intentional. You evoke that emotion. You evoke that uh, curiosity within me. That's it's a, it's a thin line, and sometimes and sometimes sometimes and, it falls flat. Yeah, and sometimes and, it falls flat, and sometimes you know I, I can I can be uh, it, it could be a mismatch. And some some of my posts are not you know, punt. You know they're not like on spot. But I'm trying, and we're really trying, all of us, is to 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 you know to make you be curious about it. But at the end of the day, give you enough information that you'll be able to get attached, or want to want to be curious, or want to get connected in a certain way. And so, so you're not just curious about the unknown of the unknown, okay? You're curious about something that you understand its mission and vision, but it is still in the building phase and it is still being you know developed as we speak and you really want to see it you know and you really want to be part of it at the at a, at a certain place and as you said most of the posts are really trying to keep that thin line so um, can you give us a little peel it back now that we're behind the scenes you can give us what's the what's the mission i feel like there's another cog in the wheel of like <laughs> who you are you have our mission is to enable almost everybody in the world that wants to be an entrepreneur and wants to create something new and try to change the world the tools and we call it a journey management tool okay to go ahead and change the world wi-fi laptop if you're from bangladesh or somewhere in africa even or in the middle of silicon valley or downtown san francisco you want to do it? Go to Think Up. You have a dream. You have an idea. You want to validate it. You want to understand it and get into actualization of actually, I'm going to do this. Okay? That's where you go Think Up. And this is what we're trying to do in the world and creating a marvelous uh, software, a SaaS tool. Okay? And you'll be able to come with uh, not a lot of knowledge around entrepreneurship and with the power of technology and product design and interaction, you'll be able to step-by-step step fulfill the first stage of the journey and get actualized. I mean, get into actualization and understand that this is you're going for it. You're going to build a startup. So many things going through my mind right now because <laughs> there is so much value coming out of here. First of all, I love the way that you say that journey. Because a lot of people don't understand. I actually have a hashtag on LinkedIn, <laughs> Chaim Simcha's journey, because I really believe that 
when you put it as a journey, a journey is not always easy. A journey you actually have to start and you have to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's amazing. What I'm wondering, and it's a bit off of to- off topic because you mentioned Bangladesh mm-hmm. and etc. How the tools to build a startup, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, are very very different in different parts of the world. The education behind that are very very different. How are you giving the localization, the all-encompassing to different people in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not about localization. It's more about globalization, okay? We're speaking English, and we base our software on the best methodologies and best practices there is in the world to create a venture, to create a startup. So the first stage as we split it up or divided it to three main stages, the first stage is ideate, the second is build, and the third is scale. We're not addressing build and scale at the moment, focusing on ideate. That's the upper funnel of of this market, okay? Every venture starts with an idea. Every startup starts with an idea. So it's more about globalization. And we're creating, uh, uh, we're taking a giant leap forward as we understand that the world is no more, it has dimension of localizations. It has a local aspect of everything we do because this guy is from India and I'm from Israel and this guy is from the States. But at the end of the day, the world is going through this global transformation and we're more global and more universal, okay, as we progress as an evolution of the world, okay, this is what's happening so a lot of people understand English because there's, you know, their OS, their operating system on, on, on laptops or iPhones or whatever it is, is English. And we're passed through that already. You know, we have iPhone for many years now. So it's not like, uh, you know, three years ago. Uh, 2007, I think, something like that. So it's been a while. We all understand English. We're working with laptops. We all understand Wi-Fi. We all have SaaS products. Um, you know, on our tab in, in the browser or whatever it is. And this is where we're going in. And we're, as I said, we plan everything on best methodologies and best practices. So when you finish a step in the journey, you have a competitive analysis. You don't need to be a top-tier marketeer that knows to create a competitive analysis, okay? You just need to come... And, you know, bring some effort and time into the interaction of the system. And the system by 80% will push you forward and you'll put your 20% signature or fingerprint and you'll have a competitive analysis of your own as you see it. Wow. When we talk about the, the entrepreneur for a moment, that we, what's the biggest challenge you think that a, you're, maybe you're coming to, to fix, but what do you see entrepreneurs struggle with the most in the IDA stage? Founders don't know what they don't know, okay? And most of them are coming with, with a non-entrepreneurship background or knowledge or experience. Every successful entrepreneur was a first-time entrepreneur, okay, at a certain point. So we're going through all these guys that... Um, a lot of people will call them dreamers or visionaries, 
but they don't know the know-how of how to create a, vent, a startup, a venture, and how to, and they don't know entrepreneurship. They just don't have the, the entire experience of it. And we want to... I feel like that's a rite of passage almost to be an entrepreneur is if you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Nobody. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. You're an entrepreneur. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but we know that there are best practices and best methodologies to actually um, give a base ground to all your assumptions and to validate your main assumption as your prospect, prospect needs, your concept of solution to their needs, and a lot of things like that, that you know, a lot of people are just, you know, walking with what they don't know with many blind spots and they continue to go straight away with not, you know, they don't stop. They don't have the best methodologies or best practices to, to measure everything and understand if they're on the right track in their journey. And then we get like between 90 to 98% of failure rate. This industry has like the, the worst ever failure rate i think within maybe in any industry in the world i don't know a failure rate like this restaurants but it, yeah 98 percent 98 like it's going there it's it's a lot yeah but uh 100 crazy yeah 100 it's it really is let's go back to communication for a second yeah. what is the most important skill to have when communicating and both as a co-founder startup and as a designer. These are like three different dimensions that merge into one person. So I'm not sure it, it, uh, it hits every uh, designer out there. Um, but as I said before, there's a thin line between a graphic artist and a graphic designer. So I was never a graphic artist, okay? I was not this guy that, you know, draw beautiful paintings and things like that. I had a very, very, very good uh, marketing brain since I was uh, like 14 years old, I think. Um and very quick i had to leverage marketing or or create better marketing or create better brand with design okay so i'll be straight away i was promoting parties since i was 14 years old and how do you promote parties if you don't have like cool flyers or invitations right so this is where it hit me Okay, I needed I needed to bring like a thousand people to a party, and I needed to have the the most interesting, cool, uh, designful, delightful flyers. Okay, so that right away was uh, uh, for me was the aha moment of how design and visual communications are a tool to create marketing and design led marketing is something that we see and think of as me as an entrepreneur and co-founder and think of as a value, okay, at what we do and how we do things here. Uh, and I'm sure you can see it right here when we sit in this studio and in these offices and our website and every communication piece, uh, a visual communication piece that we have. 
for all of you as you just are just listening check out the visuals because this studio is really awesome <laughs> thanks uh by the way when you see us audience you see our street which is a part of it as well because these two buildings out here um yeah they can get you confused you might say okay this is fifth avenue or this is downtown somewhere in in i don't know but no this is a small tel aviv um so every every aspect in design and how things are you know look at the end of the day at the frame is very important but this is something i found out when i was 14 years old and my parties were uh were very very good and very very well promoted because it has it had a differentiation of design at least they had good signs <laughs> exactly Exactly. And then the product itself. So the parties had to be good because the flyer would not, you know, sustain. Okay, I'll create another great flyer. But they say, you know, these great flyers are getting me into, uh, uh, I don't know, a trap of bad parties. Okay, so it's always about the product. Okay. But I think that when, when we talk about marketing and messaging, so to me, that was a ha moment at the age of 14, how much visual design uh, can really be a driver of marketing and the word of mouth and uh, people talking, oh, have you seen this uh, great flyer uh, that had headphones and then, you know, uh, how do you, what's the definition of the, you know, the things that we clean our ears with? Q-tips. Q-tips. So it had a headphone graphic in a, in a Q-tips, you know, mm -hmm. in the middle attached like, and everybody, oh, this is like amazing. This is like great. This is very interactive. This is like special. It's different. And it catched the eye. And if you catch an eye, you catch, uh, it's a sense, okay? And then you catch something in the brain. And then you go out or you go home and it's with you and you talk about it. And this is where the viral part of things is really starting driving forward. So when you do special things and unique things and uh and it's visual is 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 unique and it's delightful, it takes you forward. It's not just staying there in your mind. It 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 comes out. You know, I've seen something. If you see something in the street is unusual, you'll go home and you and you'll talk to your wife and say, you know what I've seen today? It was so it's the same with visual design. If you see something special. It sticks with you. And if it sticks with you, you'll talk about it. That's super interesting because I literally just read about what creates viral content. And everybody can talk about it. And nobody can really nail it down yeah. because it, that's just not how it works. Because there are a lot of aspects as well. Exactly. There's a lot of moving parts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, they all mm -hmm. have to hit. But what you said about making people want to share that content. Making it, first of all, stopping the scroll, mm -hmm. getting people engaged, and making them want to share something. And, and I think it goes back to the, the mission of, of, of getting people involved, yeah. getting people involved with the mission. And once you help somebody and once you give them value, they'll want, naturally want to share that because it, it'll give value to other people. Yeah, that's true. Um, it has another aspect in it and this is kind of you know breaking apart the 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 natural behavior or or whatever we call it when i create value for you you owe me 
something. We never talk about it. It is not spoken. But you feel you gained and givers gain. So if I give you, I gain. If I succeeded to give, I gain. Today, tomorrow, a year from now, this is very hard to measure. Okay? But if I gave you, I'll gain. Okay? This is like, I think, uh, the basic rule of, of uh, the natural behavior. We, we, this is how we behave. If I do something to you for you, you feel like you owe me. So, yeah, we can talk about I give you, you owe me. This is like a different language. I say if I give, I gain. I love it. I, it just popped into my mind. It's like there are no KPIs on karma. <laughs> no. No. And we, all, we always, you know, karma is a bitch, but this is like the last of what karma is. This is like the street talking about karma. Right. You do good, you get good. And, and if, you, if you give get value... You'll gain value. We can never analyze karma and say, yeah, it's right away. Yeah, like I did it today. I'm coming home. I won lottery. No, we don't know that. You know, we don't know how it works and the calculation and, you know, spiritual, all that, you know, it's higher levels and layers and, of our lives. But uh, it, it's a basic rule. Two things I want to uh, wrap up with because uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, one question, uh, if you had 10 seconds to tell every entrepreneur in the world one thing, what would that thing be? You don't know what you don't know. So share, consult, advise, and while you do that, you are on the right track. You are on the right track. Now, we all, this is now, we stopped the 10 seconds, and this is now after the 10 seconds. We all need luck, guys. And there's, and there are multiple factors in the equation. But if you, because you don't know what you don't know, and you share, and you're not about secrecy, and I'm not talking about it. It'll steal my idea. Oh my Stealth god! Mode. Don't, don't, don't! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Don't! No. Go, talk about it, share it. Go with the the biggest, like the highest tier of people you can get. Knock on doors, share it, understand it better, get feedbacks, get insight, get advices, get you know all that. I think it's old school, like. Staying in the garage, locking the door, nobody knows. The scarcity mindset. Sign, signing NDAs. Don't forget the signing NDAs. <laughs> if I think NDAs are are old school, okay. And if you go and you look at you know um, courts and things like that, so it's not biting anyone. It it I, I, I'm. I really tried like uh, looking at NDAs and then looking at some cases of court if it's, it's, it's real biting or, you know, uh, it has like chances of me. Yeah, I do you sign an NDA now? It's not, uh, this document is not worth so much and maybe not enough. Uh, and if you can sit down with, uh, with Aaron, okay, and and have his uh, great mind giving you some feedbacks and insights and you don't do it because of an NDA, so you're missing out 
okay? You're missing out. And if you go into this uh, room and saying, our, everyone are thieves, everyone will, you know, will steal my idea and will take, you know, my mind and do it better. So I'll tell you something. Anyone can have ideas, but only some can execute and create real stuff, okay? And do some real progress in life and change the world. So it's not about who is holding the idea. And by the way, you know, you're both religious, so I'll go ahead and say that in the Kabbalah, they said that, that, that uh, when an idea goes uh, down to earth, it is going into mul multiple locations, okay? Multiple people. It's not, we cannot, you know, statistically, I think, uh, so, sorry God if I'm saying things that are not right, but... I think statistically, even God says, I want to, I want to create better chances for this idea to, you know, to, to be created in the world. So I spread it into multiple places. And then the one with the most ability and, and, and uh, how do you say, uh, most willingness, yeah? Take it forward and do it. That's the guy, this is, that's the winner, you know, this and sometimes there are two winners even, you know, like uh, like Microsoft and Apple. And, uh, and I don't know, back then it was uh, Chrome and uh, Internet Explorer. So it's not, you know, it's just several browsers. It's not all about oh, just one. That just brought me back to the dial-up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so just to end off, who would be three people that you follow to get better at entrepreneurship, to get better at building community, to get better at design that you follow on LinkedIn? Leonardo da Vinci, Steve Jobs, and Albert Einstein. All very active on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out. Follow them today. First of all, Hagai Guldovsky, um, head of content in, uh, at ThinkUp. Very good. Thank you so much for, for joining us, giving us your time, your studio, your heart, your mind, all the senses that we've engaged here. We started <laughs> to finish on the same day. And... Uh, we appreciate uh, seeing, watching, being a part of what ThinkUp is doing for the uh, entrepreneur community. It was my pleasure, and it's really uh, one of, uh, this is ThinkUp's vision and mission. So it's a pleasure to be part of this journey as well. Privileged. Thank you, Ron Navon. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Art of the Conversation, where we're having conversations about having conversations. What tips, tricks, what works, and what doesn't work. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And in the show notes, you're going to see a link to our LinkedIn post. Please go and join us in the conversation. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Feel free. Offer some other things we should talk about. Join the conversation. Join the conversation.